G'day ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered with me, Victor Lee, as your host. Today's topic of contention, the dreaded V word, veganism. Um, helping me embark on this mammoth of a task in discussing a topic that is quite polarizing is my good friend Jeffrey. Ultimately, he is a high school OG, one of the real ones from back in the day. I'll let the man introduce himself to you guys and we'll flow from there. Yo, what's up guys? So, um, hi, as, as um, Victor just introduced, my name's Jeffrey. And uh, yeah, we've been friends uh, for quite a while now. So, uh, probably since United High School. So, that's about I would say seven, eight years about. Mate, you know what they say, if you've been friends for over seven years, you're friends for life. That's it, man. So, I'm that's stuck it. with you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> seems like that's the way it is, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've had the opportunity to sort of like, um, watch each other in our growth and maturity process and yeah just uh, had the opportunity to um, see each other grow into the uh, fine young gentleman that we are today and a big part of that growth as you mentioned Jeff is our dabblings with veganism yep, yep. and um, you started that trend off because you were the first out of us two to really do the research and dive into that vegan lifestyle and I just want to ask you because i don't think we've ever discussed this what were your motivations kind of at the very beginning to get into veganism because when you got into veganism i obviously followed just like in general life i follow everything you do so more or less you exposed me to the facts of that kind of lifestyle and i followed suit so had you had never um looked at and done the research on veganism i would would probably not be a vegan today. Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of like how um, I initially uh, got into this particular path, yeah. um, it would have been uh, like uh, through pretty much uh, my sister. She was vegan for a while and uh, we um, would have like this, like I was very anti like veganism, very anti uh, plant based, like I, I was a big, big proponent pro- pro- yeah. of meat because I was going through the gym at the time. It's the protein it's argument. The protein thing, it gets yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, so that was, uh, yeah. So the, the initial spark was um, just um, with those debates, and then I, I just started reflecting on it a bit more. Yeah. And um, uh, from that like reflection, uh, I came to the um, this reasoning where it, it, it came down to. Like if I can sustain myself and, and have a healthy, uh, like keep my um, body healthy without the need to slaughter animals, then um, pretty much like what, like why, why else would I not do that? Like the, like I couldn't think of any other reason. Yeah, what was the need to kill animals if you could right. be perfectly healthy? Yes, yes. Without having to do that. Exactly. Yes. So that was my initial reasoning, and that that so that would be that ethical reasoning that initially propelled me into um take like just i say walking down this path yeah um and um that's slowly evolved now to uh one where it's more of an intuitive um intuitive motivation so what i mean by that is that um it's more of a just even it's not even a question of ethics for me anymore it's not like whether it's ethical or not but more like what is natural what is um like what's the right fuel like 
what's the most intuitive fuel? Like, I wouldn't put rocks to fuel in my car to fuel it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I would kind of put 98 petroleum in there. So it's more like every animal knows what, what it needs to eat. So it's kind of like become ingrained in a natural way. If that Absolutely. And I think a lot of the hesitation towards adopting a vegan lifestyle, particularly amongst young men, yep. is that argument of the lack of protein and yes. the protein deficiency, uh-huh. so to speak, that yeah. that vegans experience, right? Yeah. So would, would, you, um, would you say... Um, you've experienced any like lack of protein yourself? Or oh, mate, protein? it's furthest from the truth. Right. I'm, I've never felt stronger in my lifts as a powerlifter, right, right. being a following a plant-based whole foods diet rather yeah. than than I have um, in the past. And it pretty much comes down to um, a lack of knowledge and a lack of research and a lack of understanding of the facts of how your body works, more or less, right. and. We're going to dive deeply into that realm yeah. and fall down that rabbit hole in a second. But for now, let's smash the ting. And we're back, ladies and gents. So to kick us off, um, a big element of flack that vegans get is the guilt factor that they kind of force onto those that don't follow a similar cruelty-free lifestyle more or less so i hear a lot of objections um in my social circle uh particularly regarding how um some vegans rather are absolute devils and that they kind of guilt trip you into making you feel like a bad human being for consuming your regular diet or for indulging in that piece of buttery goodness <laughs> that is a cake um so i personally am not um, on board with that i don't think um that that is the way that we as a community generally should communicate our beliefs um i don't think and i don't want to speak for you jeffrey but i probably know that you're not just that that type of person as well and more or less what that comes from in my head is the individual themselves having a win-loss paradigm where if you're not a vegan you fail to breach the absolutism that comes with that cruelty-free lifestyle and you are a garbage human when it really shouldn't be looked at that way like in my personal opinion i am all for the person that gets up the next morning and decides to have a soy latte instead of a full cream milk based latte yeah 100 percent. and i think that itself is like a win as opposed to you being like you aren't stopping your meat consumption and your dairy consumption hence you're a bad human and i will stand as a morally superior individual because that's what yep. that paradigm is right and that's what a lot of um objections and hatred to be completely frank towards vegans comes from so obviously as i said you and i jeff we don't kind of buy into that paradigm but what are your thoughts on that vegan and anti-vegan movements that are coming um into fruition yeah um yeah i completely agree um i think uh the issue is um to do with i guess uh the identification with being a vegan versus non-vegan it's like categorizing 
yourself as it's like um, this identification with a particular role or a particular like right and then forming this whole identity and and, and then everything everyone outside of your identity group becomes your enemy in that in that regard yeah um, so it's like yeah. you have to be one of us yeah. or we're going to kill you yeah yeah it's like um it's like this superiority complex in a way where it's it's this feeling of moral righteousness yeah, yeah. and um and the thing is uh yeah the, the guilt tripping really doesn't change people at the end of the day it never works it like matter. you can't tell somebody that they're a poor human being and then expect them to realize and say, turn around and look at you and go Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. I am terrible. Oh, rather, I would stop eating meat and stop drinking dairy products. It just yeah. doesn't. It just doesn't go down like that. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, for the people that do practice that kind of ethic, and that, and, and that do buy into the us versus them mentality, I think, I think those type of people are the ones that are kind of misguided in a way. Yeah. Um, and whether that comes from personal insecurities or just the desire to be validated, it's, it's kind of like the. It's kind of like at that point, it doesn't become like the. It doesn't become an internal motivation. It becomes an external motivation to feel better than another person. Right. To feel more superior to another person. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. And and I'm not saying that there aren't people like that because there are. And I have come across personally people that even when i tell them that whenever i travel overseas i don't eat a whole foods plant-based diet because it's one more expensive to do so just given the way society is set up and how cheap milk is and things like that um and two it's just more difficult right for me to be able to follow that lifestyle and diet and more or less, like a cheeky third reason is that I don't want to, in in, in a way, because I still do love my meat and, and my dairy. Um, and when I'm overseas, I want to indulge in the um, different foods that I'm able to experience. So when I was in Europe, Jeff, um, I didn't eat vegan, right? And I wasn't kind of um, following my regular vegan lifestyle that I have back at home. And when I told people that, right, I won't name names but when i told somebody that they kind of had a go at me and said wow you're you're a fake then i mean if so then if you know if so then be it like i'm not i'm not fussed but really if you're going to have that mentality then honestly like you're not somebody i want to talk to right um i think the issue is like well uh, when it comes down to it the the emphasis shouldn't be so much on the label vegan, like the the vegan label so to speak yeah, I think it should be more so about like what you like. Okay, so for example, if someone uh, eats like who, who's uh, followed the so-called vegan lifestyle, um, eats like relapses, so to speak. It's, and, a, it's a block of cheese. And, and, and it's a block of cheese, for example, or eats like a piece of like uh, some meat or um, yep. or milk or whatever. Yeah. Like instead of like panicking and then like over fear of not being the so-called like not falling into the so-called vegan yeah. under the vegan label so to yeah speak. the common yeah, yeah. In, instead of just like focusing on the label of vegan or, or not vegan like oh no i'm not vegan anymore oh i, I destroyed my vegan status yeah i think yeah. the focus should be more towards like in that moment after you've finished eating it you're not consuming that product like you're not consuming it at that time yeah point in time yeah so like 
It should be like, okay, just living in the moment, if that makes sense. Like, and I guess what that also kind of tells you about the person is that they're, as you said, very externally driven and very extrinsically motivated. When really, for me now, apart from it being a lifestyle, um, there are many other reasons I, I do believe in a whole foods plant-based diet. And at the forefront of that reasons is um, the environmentally sustainable argument and that's because like to be completely fair i probably overuse the amount of energy consumption that the average human uses um i'm not the most efficient in terms of not using the air conditioner when it's hot and not using the heater when it's cold but also leaving lights on and things like that so it kind of reels me in a little bit this is like how i personally see it it kind of reels me in a little bit when I'm vegan to kind of say, oh, you know, it's not that bad because not consuming animal products, not consuming meat rather. I um, am pretty much doing one of the largest favors that I can in terms of promoting ecological sustainability. And I don't have all the facts with me at the moment about, you know, the meat industry or the dairy industry and how inefficient it is. But there are various resources online that dive deeply into it. Um, It is undisputable though, right? 100% undisputable that going on a plant-based whole foods diet is the singular best thing you can do as an individual to help save the planet. Yeah, yeah. That's what I believe. And that is opposed to taking, for example, cold showers or taking quick showers or not driving around as much. Yeah. As an individual, at the individual scale and at the individual level, eating a, as I said, vegan diet is the best way that you can help sustain planet. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think a big thing to do with that is if everyone lived naturally, like if everyone just lived naturally, our planet would would uh would be in much better conditioning. Is what I'm saying. Like absolutely. I mean, in terms of like, if we just um just being natural, really, like is the way I see it. Yeah. And w- what I mean by that is like is like the planet is dying, but like because we've lost our naturalness. If I was to say, like that, that's the one one way to put it. Like we've lost our souls in a way. Like we wouldn't ordinarily see an animal. Like just like the um there was a um a little like thought experiment um by Gary Yurovsky I think on YouTube and talks about like if if um if you put an apple in a crib with a baby and you put a, a baby pig there as well um yeah like which would the like baby like play with would would it play with the apple and and um or and eat the pig or would it play with the um pig and eat the apple yeah and um i think a whole lot of it is just regaining our soul finding our naturalness and you know babies are uh most like primal natural yeah, that's our the, most natural it's the epitome form. of innocence innocence yeah it's where we're unconditioned like where we're not conditioned at all by any any outside societal factors or anything like that yeah just come out pure innocent and natural and um and we've kind of been conditioned in a certain way and we've lost that naturalness and that's why the plant like how i like, see it is that if we were just to find touch with our own natural side, then yeah, the planet planet would you know it would be a much better place, mate. It that's would be. definitely for sure. And 100%. and I think that's the problem because a lot of people don't have that knowledge. They don't know that by going vegan, you're doing the biggest favor you can for the planet, just in terms of the resources 
that are consumed in producing meat and other animal-related products. Yeah. So for anyone out there that really wants to do their part and promote the ecological sustainability and future of our world, then here is an option for you to do so. So going back to something we discussed earlier about the whole absolutist slash dualist approach to veganism as generating an individual that is more more complete or more morally righteous than than any other individual, mm-hmm. um, we obviously think that's a farce yep. and that's absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. But in some ways... As a vegan, right, what I found personally, Jeff, is that right. it's made me more of a kinder individual, if that makes any sense at all. Right. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to work on as a personality fault of mine, just the yep. ability to be more empathetic, more sympathetic, and more kind in general. Yep. And when you're not harming any animals, or maybe it's just a psychological effect of not harboring any guilt when you're consume when you consume your own meals um i feel like it's made me more of a kind person in terms of just balancing my energy out i'm not sure if that's something that you feel as well whether it's mellowed you out um but i can also see then how you don't want to you know claim that i am morally or just more of a kind person because I'm not killing animals with any single one of my meals. But at the same time, it has had that effect on me, which I think is an absolute positive. But it's a thin line to tread. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my take on it is that it should be the internal, the like the source of change should come from within. Like, right. Um, so yeah, like the source of change comes from within first and then radiates out. That makes sense. It should biased in philosophy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing is, the the most important thing is um, the the consciousness component of it. Like, if you're eating consciously and um, then yeah, and eating with compassion in your heart, I think it can de- definitely have a, a positive effect on like your empathy, your compassion. Right. With that like consciousness there, but it, it depends. Like some people, um, they might change their diet, but Deep down, it's just a, a, another reason to feel like superior, morally right. Exactly. That's what like I'm that. trying to get at. And yeah. there are people that do that. Yeah. For that particular reason, that's why they go vegan. Yeah. To make themselves feel better about whatever um, happenings might be, right. you know, transgressing through their lives. Yes. It's so common. Yes. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Uh, at the end of the day, it should be an intrinsic motivation, not an yep. extrinsic motivation for validation prove like prove moral righteousness so and, and what whatnot um but yeah uh, that internal motivation is uh of like say compassion for example yeah i think that's the, 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 the that's most definitely that's definitely the most important thing as you said i'm still working on it i think um to a large extent because i've been on and off yep. uh the diet or the lifestyle 
I kind of still do have these cravings for, yep. um, you know, meat and dairy products, yep. but more or less now it's it's become a lifestyle, and I just want it to be of second nature, you know, right. um, where it, where it just doesn't even seep through my mind that that I am a vegan. It is yep. hard when when you get questioned all the time. Um, or when somebody asks you about your dietary requirements, whether it's for an event or a corporate function, yeah, um, or rather, but more or less, I feel like I'm I'm kind of still in that process, but I'm definitely getting getting there. And I think one of the biggest problems or biggest issues with uh, the dairy industry and the meat industry is that it's changed yes. and developed so much from what it was maybe 100 or 200 years ago yeah. where Bob and Annie are living on their farm and raising a herd of 20 cattle yeah. and the cattle are treated with utmost, I want to say respect, but you don't really respect cattle. You just treat them normally and not lock them in steel cages, right? Yeah. And they're frolicking through their paddock and when they get old, you know, they get taken to the abattoir for a bit of cutting up. And it's changed so much to the fact that capitalism has absolutely consumed these industries to where chicken, right, are genetically developed to not even be able to stand up due to the weight of their breasts and their legs and the parts that we as humans consume. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of messed up. Like both those in industries, definitely. I mean, as a thought experiment, like I uh, said, so imagine if there's like a whole bunch of aliens, and they like pretty much like came down, invaded Earth. Yep. Then they rounded up like all the um, like women, um, like all, all like your mother, your sister, like rounded them all up. Yep. And then like. Um, and pretty much just like milked all the all the, like the women in the world, and then like pretty much forcibly impregnated women yeah. to like take their milk. Yep. And then like, and then like with the children, like they if it's a girl baby that you know that is born through them. Yep. Then they pretty much just take them, cage them up, and milk them more, and pretty much like enslaving a whole bunch of whole gener like generations and generations of women just and um. And then yeah, it's, if it's absolutely a, messed up. Yeah, and if it's like a, if it's a male child, then just sent to like the slaughterhouse. You think about that, it's like I don't know, like like the industry is just it's not I don't know, it's just something to be conscious about. Um, it's what happens when capitalism and big business get into the crossroads of, you know, an industry because ultimately, while we do sit here and talk to you about mm -hmm. how it is wrong. Yeah. Um, it's, what we are it's doing. It's the point where profit, where where profit becomes more important than life, or profit or money, which is pretty much just at the end of the day, it's a uh, it's based on like um, money in itself doesn't have any value. It's just a piece of paper, but it's just our human beliefs that that give money its value. It's the human imagination that truly gives money its value. So in and of itself, it's just a piece of paper. But then that piece of paper becomes more important, more, more, it takes over. And um, 
instead of loving life, we start loving a dead piece of paper, if that makes sense. Like, we've lost our souls in that respect. And really, it just comes back to, uh, like, that naturalness com- component. It's like just just living, like, in an unconditioned way, if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Just like how money is just an intersubjective belief. Yeah. I think... But that intersubjective, like, it, in and of itself, we've started loving pieces of paper more than life itself, more than, like, naturally, like, I believe in my heart that we are compassionate in humans are have a naturally, if in an unconditioned state, naturally compassionate, compassionate, like, I guess, like, we, we as humans are naturally compassionate is right. where I'm going with that. Um, but somewhere along the way, like, all the conditioning piles up and then we start loving pieces of paper. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's the context that has really changed the human condition. And, and I think, to your point, Jeff, I think it comes out of privilege. We're at such a stage in our civilization where we have so much technology at our hands that we really are the kings and queens of the food chain. And yes. a quote pops out at me. Um, I forget who it's by, but it is pretty much, it pretty much says when we lose our privilege, we gain our humanity. Right. And I think that's what's lost. Yeah. Right. Um, the human, the humane component of a lot of the different systems in our world, right? The dairy industry and the meat industry being one of them. Money, right? Which I discuss on another episode at length. Being another. Fame, right? Social media, extrinsic motivators, mass media, right? Things like that. There's just, when you really break it down to its base components, it so far transgresses what it means human that it's basically unrecognizable. Um, and we can sit here Jeff and I and pretty much preach to you more or less about how the dairy and the meat industries are cooked. But a good resource to look at in terms of enlightening yourself about these industries is a documentary uh, called Cowspiracy and another one called What the Health. Both are incredible right, and enlightening pieces of media that you can look at if you want more information about these industries. But ecological sustainability and just a kindness slash morally righteous complex wasn't really the main reason I became vegan. Personally, it was because of the health benefits that came with a plant-based whole foods diet. And I think a lot of it was that it was a really easy outlet for me to say, I can't eat this because I'm vegan, right? A lot of the foods that are not particularly healthy that I really enjoy, such as cookies, it was very easy for me to say, right, I can't have this because I'm vegan. And that's not to say that all vegan foods are healthy. You can be a very, very unhealthy vegan if you just ate Oreos and potato chips all day, right? But for me... That was kind of the main um, motive, right, for me to become a vegan. And because I do value um, fitness and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, I found 
the transition to a whole foods plant-based diet to be one of the best decisions I've ever made due to the effects on my body and how it's made me feel and how how it's made me um, pretty much it's helped me shred the fat off my body for, for, for to put it crudely um, I don't know if that's something that you thought about when you became vegan but it really is one of the healthiest diets as well on the market right I talk about dieting and nutrition in another episode but a whole foods plant-based diet in my humble opinion and I'm sure there are resources out there and doctors out there that will perpetuate this claim right is ultimately the most healthy diet out in the market at the moment yeah, in terms of the health benefits um, yeah it's just made my body feel a bit less like I, I definitely feel more energy and, and all that and at the end of the day um, I, like I've been harping on this naturalness idea for a bit um, and just harking back to that uh, at the end of the day um, like what what's the what's natural or what's healthy is natural like what's healthy is natural so um, in terms of that like our, our bodies are, are pretty like we don't like they're pretty much designed for plant-based um, like lifestyle uh, if you look if you examine the human body we don't we, we don't have many carnivorous hands we don't have any claws for ripping right. up flesh right we don't have any um like like we don't have like those like razor sharp fangs yeah that, like, no not at all we can't like this razor sharp canine you see uh you, you examine like pretty much our closest like re- relatives evolutionarily uh which would be chimpanzees and um and also like bonobos and, and like those are like ev- evolutionary relatives there like they pretty much eat 98 percent 99 percent plants they might have a few like bugs here and there thrown in there um what else like our intestines um so most carnivores that have like intestines uh that are pretty short like three to four times i think the length uh, the length of their torsos yep and then um Human human uh, intestine falls in the in the category of uh, the herbivores, which is like six to eight times the length of uh, the, the length of uh, the torso. Right. And just the most important thing is the carnivorous instincts. So yeah, like we don't have those carnivorous instincts. Like as I said with the baby example. Right. Yeah. For example, if you're walking down the street and you see a a dog or a cat or whatever, like a bird. Your first, like your first instinct wouldn't be to like rip it apart, take tear off its head, and like, like, like start, like, like just munching on its bloody flesh. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we don't have those instincts. Like we might chase around the birds or something, but we, like when it comes to like just like tearing it apart and just like de- devouring it with our teeth and our bare hands, like, like I don't have those instincts. I'm not sure about most of you guys, but yeah, I don't I think mean, anyone <laughs> really. Yeah. Would jump on, you know. Yeah, so it's pretty much what's know. what's natural is healthy. It's kind of like it, if you have a car, like the most ideal fuel for it, if you think about it, like every animal on this planet knows exactly what it needs to eat for its body. Like it, exactly. it's not rocket science. Like the lion in the, on the African plains or something, like it yep. knows exactly what it needs to eat. The earthworms know exactly what food it needs to eat to survive. Yeah. The, the birds and like the eagle, like, I don't know, eagles in 
the Andes. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point. But, you yeah, know, but like every animal has knows exactly what it needs to eat. But for some reason, humans have become confused. We have to, like, consult diet books. We have to uh, look at <laughs> too much choice, online. man. Yeah, we have to like we have to ask the celebrities. Um, what, yeah, like what they're are, eating. What that are stuck in like um, in um, drug rehab programs and stuff. Like we have to ask celebrities that like have more messed up lives than our own. Yeah. We have to consult like Wikipedia to find out what our ideal diet is. But just think about like just naturalness once again. What's your natural instinct when you see an animal like a, a pig? Or definitely like, isn't to jump on it man. no exactly like you don't jump on it you don't start tearing it apart you see an apple yeah you might take a bite you know it looks red it looks juicy it looks you see a banana oh what's what's underneath that skin you know exactly <laughs> you know like but then you see a pig you're like you might you see a little pig just running around and no you wouldn't like just tear it apart not so at all once again it's just like our bot like we know with through our natural instincts what what the what our diet is like we'll see like apples and bananas they look colorful they look nice to us they look what's underneath our banana peeling right there you know the creamy yellow flesh of the the banana yeah yeah exactly and Um, the difference now between totally understand what you're saying jeff about the naturalness aspect yeah um it's the separation now between the different levels of preparation when it comes to to meat Right? right, we no longer me and you have to kill the pig to get the pork. Exactly. Right, I can go to my local supermarket and buy There's the been, pork meat that's already cleaned, yes. that's yes. already perfectly packaged, and all I have to do is chuck it on the grill. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the biggest uh, divider um, for the common folk that is uh, heavily into consuming meat, because, and and that's not to say if I took the common person who eats meat and put them into the abattoir and they can see the the animal being slaughtered run in front of their face that they will turn vegan mm-hmm. or that or they will stop eating meat because of the conditioning that has pretty much perpetuated um, right. their entire life. And another – yeah, and 100%. Mm. Yeah, but um, – It's very hard it's to hard. change that habit. It's hard when, to change, yes. Let's say you're a 30-year-old woman and – for the last 30 years, you've been eating what everyone else has been eating, right? Um, somebody takes you and puts you into the abattoir and you're absolutely horrified by the sight yes. of a pig being slaughtered or a cow being slaughtered and how they're brutalized. You might go back and not eat beef or pork for a week. Yeah. And then after that, life goes on as usual and you eat what you know, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that you're a poor person it's just the conditioning that has been apparent for your entire life it is ultimately very difficult to break free from that and i can't say i've done it yet and i don't know if i ever will because i do still sometimes um eat meat right i don't i don't do it when i'm back in my regular daily life in sydney but i have done when i'm overseas and when i'm traveling but that being said it's it's not a dualist argument it's just more of a continuum where the benefits whether it be health wise as we discussed earlier or ecologically sustainability related right the benefits are absolutely immense and all it takes is a small change in your lifestyle to be able to help solve the negative externality that is our environment and 
to lead a more humane life. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Just to add on the, onto that. Yeah. What what you were saying with um with people um with people even if if so if we were to take people to go to it like if you were to put someone in the abattoir and observe everything that's going on, the thing is um the important thing for change is not to feel self guilt and right. not to feel um not to guilt trip anyone or even like guilt trip yourself. The thing with guilt is that so you can't change through through guilt because uh, when you like guilt trip um, yourself or other people, it means yep. for for example when you guilt trip yourself, you've divided yourself into two parts, and one part of yourself is telling the other part of yourself like uh, or criticizing or standing apart from, and then like doing the guilt tripping to the other part of yourself. And, yeah, right, right. And you can't change through guilt. Um, through that because it can't come from a place where like you're telling yourself to change like it has to come from it's like change only happens through your own inner like through a, a total consciousness of it rather than um like if you have to be told not to murder someone you only don't murder people because you're being told to or you, your, your only motivation is because you don't want to be told off for it Right. Then that's not a true change. It's not a true inner change. Absolutely. So if you're self-criticizing yourself, then the, a, a true inner change can never happen because you're only doing it because you're you're separating yourself into two parts, and one part is telling yourself like not to. Like you're a divided being, and um, it has to come from a place of totality. Change comes from a place of totality. Comes from a place of uh, consciousness, inner consciousness. But it has to be total. It can't be uh, a divided. You can't have your being divided into components, so to speak. Two parts. One part criticizing, and um, the other part feeling guilty. Yeah, and the guilt factor is an absolute farce. There is absolutely no need to feel guilty if you so-called relapse or if you so-called consume um, meat or animal no. product. It, it is all just a relative being. Just. What I'd say is to live moment to moment. So just because you ate meat, like in the past, that doesn't make you uh, have to eat meat in the future. Exactly. It just live in the present, so to speak. So like, just listen to your body in this in the present, and um, yeah, we just need to listen to our bodies, follow the our natural instincts, follow our intuition. I'm big on the whole natural. And just be. I think just that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And I think that is comes from more of a philosophical base where you should definitely just stay in the present and live consciously. So gather the information and just make a conscious decision and commit and just do what feels right for yeah. you. Yeah. For example, like instead of, instead of saying, oh, because I ate meat last meal, instead of labeling yourself a, a vegan or a non-vegan, like, like oh I, I ate I just ate meat just yesterday so I'm not vegan right? right instead of saying oh I'm not vegan instead of like putting that whole label there that whole labeling structure there I think it's important to live moment to moment so like um so what are you doing right at this current moment like yep um don't become too identified with the labels of vegan and, and non-vegan yeah it's just doing what feels right and once you do your own research and look at the health benefits the ecological sustainability factor of following a plant-based whole foods diet, um, yeah. you then make your own decision 
consciously, hopefully, yeah. in your full capacity to say, you know what, I don't believe in this. I like my current diet. I'm not willing to give up the indulgences. And that's absolutely fine. You should never feel any justification whatsoever to make your own decision, right? And then so be it. But otherwise, right, as you and I have done, Jeff, once we've kind of went through the research process and really understood why people are drawn into veganism, what are the benefits of following a whole foods plant-based diet, then, right, for me, it was an easy decision to become a vegan. And I'm not creating this episode with any intentions whatsoever to influence your idea of becoming a vegan, right? It is pretty much purely for me to tell you why I became a vegan, why Jeff is a vegan, and how we've gone through that process. But ultimately, it has to come through just like any other decision you make. I'm sure for the individuals out there that are very against cigarette smoking or tobacco smoke, for example, there was a thought process that you went through when you decided to say no to the cigarette, right? And you just need to apply that same principle and process to the rest of the decisions you make in life, right? With one of them being whether you should consume dairy products and slash or meat. Thank you for your time. Alrighty, tying everything together, this episode about veganism has kind of dived into a lot of different realms in terms of why Jeff and I have chosen to become vegans and our experiences around being vegans. We do it for very different reasons, but at the same time, we both end up with the same kind of similar philosophy of why we are vegan. I ultimately don't want this episode to influence anyone's behavior or decision-making process in helping you stop eating meat or stop consuming animal products. Any change, as we've mentioned at length in our previous segment, has to come from within and has to be wholly conscious. So, yeah, it's, it's like we can provide the awareness, but it's not about like any guilt-tripping. It's not about any um, forcing of ideas. Nope, it's not at all. Providing the information and the just giving the like bare bones awareness, so to speak. Yeah, and more or less our experiences around yeah w- what we've kind of the challenges we've had with being vegan, vegan as well. And one of the big challenges for me was having these cravings um, of meat and dairy related products. So I am a big fan of cookies, um, particularly the ones you obtain at Coles for $2.50. These are absolute bangers, the choc chip cookies. Um, and it just helped me, right, being vegan, to say no to these kind of foods, which are ultimately bad for my health and my fitness goals. So that was an added benefit, I feel, for being um, 
being vegan. And as I said, that doesn't necessarily make you healthy immediately because you can have a lot of vegan foods that are extremely unhealthy like Oreos and um, deep fried foods. But for me, I've just found that following a whole foods plant-based diet to be to be the, the to be the healthiest diet and and that it aligned with my fitness goals best in terms of cravings i don't really even crave um any meat or animal products that much now to be completely fair with you it's as we've discussed at length jeff it's more of a lifestyle more than anything and once it becomes ingrained in your psyche it feels just the way you put it just feels natural yeah feels natural to just um consume fruits and vegetables and nuts and beans lentils you know rice oats things like that right products that aren't harmful towards environment nor towards other sentient beings and with that we'll leave you with a bit of a thought to ponder whether it might be the right decision for you to make as i said we haven't really provided you with much tangible slash factual information. We can leave you with a couple of resources um, that will explain the intricacies of a vegan diet in much more detail than we can. To cap you guys off, we'll just leave you with a couple of resources that Jeff and I have found to be incredibly helpful in helping our transition to a vegan lifestyle. So... Jeff introduced me to Cowspiracy and What the Health, both directed by Kip Anderson. And they're really good documentaries in terms of explaining the ecological damage that animal agriculture industry has consumed and yep. also the health benefit of following a whole foods plant-based diet. Yep. And another YouTube channel that I follow is called Plant-Based News. And that does have some good resources. It's a bit too extreme sometimes it's just like at in some instances it's the token vegan kind of channel but it it once you filter through the propaganda you can kind of see some of the health benefits that a whole foods plant-based diet does promote um and more of a entertainment-based movie yet kind of sad is um okja who was directed by um i think a korean director Jeff, or, or a Japanese director. I'm not quite sure. He's very, very famous. Um, one of our friends actually um, knows the director, who is kind of, you know, quite a big name um, when he visited Sydney. So, so those are a couple of resources I can definitely recommend. I think you have a couple as well, Jeff, that you've personally experienced when you were making the transition. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, the first one I'd recommend. To, uh, start off with would be if you just search on YouTube why vegan school talk talking to kids uh, all about veganism speech so that's the title um, and uh, the channel is family freedom uh, so that one's a pretty good video to check out to start off with um, and uh, I also watched the uh, best speech ever by Gary Urofsky uh, that one's pretty po uh, popular for an introduction into the whole lifestyle there and then I'd, get, I'd say um, I'm, I'd also recommend if you just Google search. Uh, I'm really into this like spiritual teacher. He goes by the name of Osho. So he talks about pretty much uh, like whole bunch of to topics um, 
ranging from like politics to like meditation to um to vegetarianism to uh world affairs and everything like that um but if you just um google vegetarianism and followed by his name osho um there'll be a few articles written by him uh, i mean a few speeches that have been transcribed and yeah so those are the uh resources i'd recommend yeah and ultimately as we've both harped on at length about in this episode following the transition to veganism it really is all about exploring the resources out there exploring rather the legitimate resources out there and then acting on and embarking on a conscious journey to to change if that is your prerogative um otherwise right keep a growth mindset you always learn a little bit more and that can't harm anyone so yeah we'll leave you guys at that